Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I'm 30 years old. I'm a filmmaker. I live in California and I am in a monogamous partnership. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Y.O. Lee and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our sex stories in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest on the podcast today, I am very, very excited to introduce to you because she is a dear, dear friend. Welcome, Medusa. Hi. And will you tell our listeners how you identify sexually? So I like to use the Kenzie scale. Uh, I don't know if that's out of vogue, but I identify as a two on the Kinsey scale. Will you tell, will you remind me what that means? Yeah, no problem. In fact, I'll read it so that I'm not, you know, guilty of uh, misinterpreting it. It's predominantly heterosexual, but more than incidentally homosexual. So I don't identify as bisexual. Um, more out of weird, like, I don't even know. Like, I, I'm not quite sure why I don't. Even I am, a, I guess because I always see that as a more of an equal opportunity and i don't think i'm totally equal opportunity when it comes to my attraction interesting Does that make sense? I, I know that might not be accurate has to be in place you mean you're right i feel really i feel like maybe i'm uh treading on dangerous grounds here um, i don't know no i feel kind of the same way honestly. which is why i don't identify as bisexuals because i'm just like uh yeah well and also your partner your monogamous partner is a man yeah and do you feel like that affects- and i feel like i am most attracted to him and I also I guess this is why <laughs> I think I, that's your right. orientation and is your partner <laughs> yeah I mean yeah and I guess the other thing is is that I know that long term I would miss cock and I guess that's I guess that's why I don't feel comfortable identifying as bisexual that's why I like the Kinsey scale here's a question I don't know if I've asked you do you get turned on looking at pictures of women ever like have you ever like been like looking at a magazine or a beautiful photo shoot and then like gotten turned on and done stuff with your partner yes but no okay so 
not from looking at fashion magazines, but I mean, we've definitely watched lesbian porn and like that mm. is a turn on to me, like together. Like, so that would be a turn on. When you me. watch porn, is it Actually, like, like usually watch it? Or maybe more like three so like bisexual yeah. porn i guess okay would okay. be more accurate. like all the things yeah when you watch porn mm-hmm. where do you do it and what's the setup like this is gonna be a really weird thing but Great. this is one of the <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording right now yeah. <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> yes um <laughs> Yeah, this room primarily. <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel better, every time I'm interviewing someone on my couch and then I tell a story where I'm like, and we were fucking on the couch, we put down couch blankies. It's <laughs> clean. Right. Or like, I feel like also obviously hotels, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. like a thing people do when you go to hotels? Like, I guess am so. I putting that on people? I don't, I don't know. know. The first night that I was with my ex-master, when we were at the hotel, like we, he, I walked in and he had porn going on right. the TV, and it was very hot. Yeah. And then I guess, well, also when we were at my place, there were a couple times I put a DVD into my computer because mm-hmm. it's uh, 2011 and still has a DVD drive. <laughs> um, oh God. <laughs> I know. I know. I need a new computer. Okay, so. Tell me more about how often do you watch porn or was it like a thing? Mm. Like, is it a regular thing? Is it something that just kind of comes not, and goes? Yeah, yeah, comes and goes. I would not say it's a regular thing. Um, I would say it's more of a special occasion mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'll get dressed up. We'll say, have a glass of wine. Special. Will you give us a little snapshot? And then I do want to dive into like formative experiences. But mm-hmm. will you just give us a snapshot of like some of your special occasions because i feel like you you are someone who has such a uh delicious attitude toward kind of like making a sexy evening a real sexy evening and i feel that that should be shared with the world oh okay i mean i love dressing up i will say that um what does dressing up mean to you like just tell our listeners lingerie heels red lipstick you know like but can you please tell them the detail with which you like (laughs) select outfits and like what you're looking for i mean it is a pretty big deal like okay so i will say this i haven't dressed up as much lately which has been really sad because i've been knocked up and i've got to tell you there's just it's hard to really indulge on lingerie that you're like i'm gonna fit into this for a week and then maybe never again like (laughs) um and then plus i was not somebody who felt some people feel sexy when they're pregnant i did not i did Mm. not like being pregnant so anyway we can talk about that more later we'll get to that okay um but pre-baby um i really like lingerie but I also am not one of those people that's just going to, like, throw something on. Like, if I'm going to dress up, it's, like, it's for an evening of, like... And what is the preparation process like for you? Because I have a feeling, even though I'm no longer, and maybe this will change now that I'm in a new phase, no longer is into lingerie because I've just been naked so much. Right. For me, there is a whole preparation process that gets my brain, like, kind of in the zone, I guess. What sure. is yours like? Um, I mean, well, first of all, I always like go in our room, lock the door. It's like, this is like off limits. Mm. Um, I've usually picked out my outfit, like, you know, in advance. I do know because right? I hear the details of you picking <laughs> yeah. it up. <laughs> you know, I've picked out my outfit. I have like different fit, you know, cause there's, it depends also what we're going to be doing that evening. Right. Cause I have like about some... it ahead of time. Do you know? No, he likes to be surprised when it comes to outfits. No, but like but, oh, yeah. what you're doing. So we have like code things, right. Where you'll be like. Do you want to go to the office? 
And that means if we're going to go to the office, that means mm-hmm. we're probably going to watch something or whatever, right? So I feel like that is something where like I might wear something that has a little bit more fishnets or a little yeah. bit more like, I don't know, scandalous. Uh, scandalous is a weird word. What do you know what I mean? mean? Um, I feel like scandalous to me is things that like you might wear for like BDSM stuff, mm-hmm. even though that's not like a big fo that's not like a, a big focus for us, but like I feel like things that are more on that um side of the lingerie world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't have a ton of soft stuff. I don't. Um, soft stuff. Okay, so soft stuff for me is going to be like pale colors. Oh, okay. Maybe like baby dolly type stuff. You know I what I mean? I thought you meant like velvet, and I was like, Bleh. no. <laughs> I um, although I do like velvet. You I know, know right? But like, uh, so I don't have a ton of stuff like that. But when I, I do have like two or three outfits like that, and those are generally where I'm going to be, um, you know, pale pink lips. Kind of try to do like the sixties mm. hair. So like, also my hair is wild beast it is wild but i have outfits where i'm like this is an outfit that i wear with a ponytail or this is like and i don't dress this is not girly things or just different Mm, just depends no more like um so like the soft ones i always i always think of like austin powers fembot stuff so like Mm -hmm. my hair has to be blow-dried right yeah then i have other ones that are like so i have like a lot of like the fishnet ones or whatever my so my hair is going to be like big and wild or super sleek Mm -hmm. um i would just like to say i do not put even like a tenth of this effort into anything I wear in public. I know. <laughs> right? Like I <laughs> barely wear makeup. My hair does not get washed that often. Right. Yeah. But like, but launch, but like that's the other thing. Like if I am not like if I'm not feeling great about my my face or hair or whatever, like that's not gonna be a dress up night for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because then I'm just like it's a waste of an outfit. Yeah. Um Here's a question. Do you reuse outfits? Yes, okay. I do. Because, like, my partner definitely has favorites. Okay. He, like, he's, like, um, I think he likes a little bit more of the, like, like I know he likes the fishnets, the bodysuits, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, boots, heels, things like that. Yeah. I don't know if I've asked you this. How do the outfits come off? I know it's probably different every time, but is it, like... Do they mostly stay on? Is it like scooting them out of the way? I think it depends on the outfit, okay. right? Because like some things have snaps right. and whatever. Right, I was going worried that... about the like. Um, but I generally everything comes off at some yeah. point. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Generally. I mean, I'm always a fan of them coming off. And I've been, as I've been exploring with new people, I'm sort of like, I like to get naked really fast, but I'll try to be slow so you can unwrap <laughs> me because I had a partner a long time ago who's a good friend of mine tell me. Uh... You know how Christmas works? Presents are nice to unwrap. I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm always curious about that. Okay, so special nights, you kind of know sexually what's happening and you pick the outfit accordingly. Yes. And then it just goes from there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's back up to what are your formative memories around sex? Like as as young as you can remember, what do you remember hearing about it? Young as I can remember. Well, I don't ever remember a time, this is going to sound weird. I don't ever remember a time when I didn't know what sex was. My mom was like very open about things like that, mm-hmm. right? I knew the proper terminology, all those things. So I don't actually have a memory of not understanding what sex, sex was. Um, Did you ever feel like there was a moment where you went from like the concrete understanding of penis and vagina to like the emotional context or relational context around it? 
Because I feel like in some ways I'm still sort of like unpacking that and was even as an adult when I started having sex. So I feel like it wasn't until I started being physical myself that I really understood Mm -hmm. certain aspects of it. So there's one thing that I like kind of laugh about now that I think that I thought really, really clearly um, I thought about worried about, which is like, how do you go from like, or how do you not go from kissing to having sex? Like, like when like, I, <laughs> like when I was, I mean, that's me now. And like, maybe it's just like, I'm mo- like from movies or something, but I just remember being like, how do you know to just stop? How does it just like keep being like make out? Like, I don't know. Like I just was really like, I was just like, well, I think probably, you know, when I first kiss somebody, I'll probably just have sex. Like, like I you remember, kiss them and it just goes right in. Like I just remember actively thinking that when I was like in junior high. Oh, like really? I was just like, because like I didn't have a junior high kiss or anything like that. So I was just like, how do you just like know to stop? And like I wanted to have sex. So I was just like, I'll probably just have sex. Like the first opportunity mm-hmm. I get to make out with somebody. And then what was your actual experience like? It wasn't like that at all. Like yeah. not even like, like it was definitely like, oh, there's so much more to explore. And mm. like you don't realize that like you can just keep kissing for a really long time like really long time i just didn't know that Mm -hmm. because i didn't understand like the reality of it Mm -hmm. um yeah and even though there were people that were really explicit with me about what they did and what their experiences were and stuff i just kept thinking in my head like how do you not just have sex yeah i don't i'm like because I was very concerned about how things end. Like, how do you, like, know it's time to stop? Yeah. So um, as an adult, how would you answer that question for yourself? Because also, <laughs> or like, about or like if, you're te- if you're telling me. So also, I will say, listeners, this is the first episode that I'm recording in over a month. And so we are now at the end of August. So this is day one of my road trip around California. And it's the first time since I got on OkCupid and have gone on a few dates that I am recording an episode. (laughs) And my brain is a little bit, but like, how do you not have sex? And for me, the answer has been my partners and I have decided not to right away, basically. But I also, because of this podcast, partly I'm like, okay, so you know I have a sex podcast. So tell me about your sexual preferences and what you'd like to do. And what do you want to do tonight? And like, what are we doing? You know, like I'm very just, and it's so uncomfortable. So now as an adult, what are the things between kissing and sex that you're like, mm. I mean, I love, like, I love touches. And okay, so here's the other thing. I've had to do, like, I've gone a little backwards in terms of my sex life because of pregnancy. So yeah, so will you talk about that? Please? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are, you know, the steps leading up to sex or whatever, but as you, I don't know, have a partner or partners and you have sex with them then you generally know if you're gonna do those things it's gonna always lead to sex right like so like if i start like heavily making out with my partner um unless there's like a specific time constraint you know your problem's gonna lead to sex that's a good right like you just know do you ever have heavy makeouts i guess it would have to be time constraint yeah i mean there's no there's no reason why it wouldn't at this point um until i got until you know this human wrecked me. Um, <laughs> okay, you're not wrecked. You're just recovering. So, yeah. So then all of a sudden, um, this is going to sound so clinical, right? They're like, you can't have penetrative sex for like however many, whatever. And I actually had a really slow recovery. So it took me longer, but that doesn't mean I didn't have desire. Mm-hmm. So 
we kind of went backwards and did a lot more, I don't know, stuff we did at the beginning, right? Like, Will you be um, a little more explicit and also walk yeah. us through your entire, from becoming pregnant through the entire process or even leading up to being pregnant because you guys were having a lot of sex to get pregnant, right? I would say, I would not say that we had more sex to get pregnant. Do you just, know, like, just, we never you're, like, had... like, a pretty active sex life. Yeah, like, we didn't have, like, I wasn't like, oh, like, I might be ovulating. I could not worry about that. Yeah. Like, I just, full disclosure, the idea of making a baby weirds me out. <laughs> I do not like to connect those things to sex. Just, like, staring <laughs> in each other's eyes, nope. like, waiting for the sperm so, to find the egg. Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Um... So the first time we actually had sex where we knew that we were, like, officially in the, like, you know, no and no type of birth control, nothing. Like, if we get pregnant, we're keeping it. Like, all that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, was awkward, actually. Really? Like, it was like, a, like, we were just, like, the very first time after that it was totally fine. But, like, the very first time it was just, like... <sighs> We should just get the first time out of the way. Like, Both of you were they, like having this. Yeah, it was like very oh, nerve wracking. We went to a different city to do it. And can you tell our listeners how long you've been together? Um, it's 12 years. See. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Gosh. 12 years. Yeah, um, yeah, so 12 years. So then, um, yeah, about, I don't know, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about two years ago, we decided that we would, I hate this phrase, but for lack of a better um term start trying i don't like it because it sounds like you're gonna fail at sex right like we're gonna try (laughs) um so i just really don't so but like so when we decided that we were no longer going to actively try not to get pregnant Mm -hmm. i had re we just like we were awkward like it was still enjoyable it was still like i still had an orgasm as did he but like it was just not our normal sex because we're just like oh my god this is sex that could lead to a baby (laughs) um and weirdly enough since it didn't happen right away it was like the more that it didn't happen the more i the less i connected those two things and then was able Mm -hmm. to just be like more present and whatnot which is good i'm like like i said i don't begrudge anybody that does do the uh, like i think that's great right and sometimes you just need to you need to test your ovulation like especially if it's happening or not happening for a long time um, and I was definitely getting towards that point. Like I was definitely, like I definitely had some times where I was just like, maybe I should be a little bit more calculating in this. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I had a really hard time connecting those two things. It sounds like I don't know what's checking wrong with in with yourself <laughs> yeah. around your like emotional levels and anxiety levels around that. And it's right. And I didn't, my big thing was like, I just really didn't want sex to become something that felt like, like felt like a chore. Yeah. Like, you know, and I do know that like, um, trying can have a just see the phrase just it's just easy to use yeah. I know yeah. that trying can have a negative effect on people's sex lives mm-hmm. um, because they feel like it's we're doing this and there's so much pressure behind yeah. it and all and I just really really didn't want that I feel like it could suck the fun out of yeah in, so in that's that's why I made that choice yeah. um, but like I said I, I was really I think I got pregnant after like 10 months of not of of no longer actively trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, so during that time, what was your relationship with come like? Like for myself, I spent two years with a partner who I 
he had a vasectomy, so I was not remotely afraid of his semen. And I was, like, very much enjoying everything we would do with it. Like, he would come in different holes. He would come all over the place. Like, he could come and it would be on me and I could touch myself and not have to worry about that. And I recently had an epiphany. I was with someone the other night and gave him blowjob. And then I was like, (gasps) my hand, I'm contaminated. I can't, I can't talk to myself. Well, there's definitely a lot less just, like, fear around clean up and stuff like that right like there definitely is something that's like a little bit more relaxing um because i would say that like now for instance i'm definitely just like i can't get pregnant again like we need to be careful (laughs) you know so there's just like so there's just a level of concern that's added to sex Mm -hmm. when you're trying to not get pregnant Mm -hmm. you know um Oh, and I should just say explicitly for our listeners' sake, neither of us are on any form of birth control. Right, yeah. So that's just like an important thing to say. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big like Google junkie when it comes to any like <laughs> so <laughs> I spent so long looking up like the pull-out method, and I would definitely never recommend it to anybody who was new to sex or um that didn't a hundred percent trust their partners or isn't willing to still risk a baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that is not something I did when the first few years we were together, like that was definitely after I really, really trusted him and like also knew that like, okay, like this seems like a relationship that's definitely going to last. Um, I don't want to be promoting anything that i feel like we've said this that if you're not willing to possibly have a baby or conceive a child use a different form of birth control i have been thinking about getting a copper iud again lately you know i know three people that are on like personally i'm sure i know way more but like i know three people that have got them in the last few years that have all really really liked them um i just feel like for me, when I'm like, I'm not on birth control. We definitely are using condoms. There's no pushback. But then again, I am now, I now have better communication around sex. I'm still practicing. And I've been better at selecting partners that are like, of course we're using condoms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you walk us through how your body felt, if you can remember, during pregnancy? Like fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I did not have a great pregnancy. Um I love my baby. Like, Mm -hmm. she's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not feel good for 22 weeks. Like, just. And just for people who may not know, can you tell us specifically how your body didn't feel good? Right. So I just felt like I could throw up at any time. Um, I just, like, in my throat, I just felt That's not arousing to you. No. (laughs) It's not my thing. You don't get Um, off on nausea. I was nauseous for like 22 weeks um, and I got more nauseous as the day progressed. Um, Mm. So I actually ended up having more morning sex than I ever had in my life. I was just going to say, so did you guys do Yeah, I had more morning sex because by the evening I was just done, like Mm. physically, emotionally, because there's like a lot of emotions with pain. Anybody who's had like any sort of chronic pain knows that it's it's also emotional. Um, So... Yeah, the evenings were just really rough for me. Um, and they usually tell you, like, oh, it's the first 12 weeks. It was, it was the first 22 weeks. Um, so then by the time that I, like, wasn't feeling like that anymore, there was several positions that were out because mm-hmm. then you have, like, the stomach and you mm-hmm. can't do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, after that, 
things were going okay. Like things were good again. Um, I mean, things were good sexually for the first 22 weeks in the morning on days I felt okay. Um, but I, th- I would say that's when I had the least sex of my life. Mm. Um, except, of course, now, like, you can't have sex like the first six weeks after right. birth, right? right. Um, but, like, that was, like, the really plummeted because I was just not feeling good at all, which also just sucks. Like, you're just, like, that's another emotional thing, right? Like, for me, like, sex is a way to reconnect with your partner. Yeah. And to... Release um, some fucking endorphins. Yeah, get the and it's just, like, a way to show that, you're, that you love the person. And that I just... It's just really, really important to me. So there was a lot of, um, I don't know, just, like, negative feelings within myself about the fact right. that I couldn't be... Like, that I couldn't have sex as often as I wanted to because I just felt awful. And luckily, I have a super supportive yeah. partner and whatnot. But still, it just, it just sucked. Yeah, because um, you don't feel like yourself in your own body. Yeah, exactly. So then I started feeling a lot better, um, you know, after 22 weeks. What positions could you do? So what? So you can't do, like, can you do regular missionary? What is uh, it like? That, that's like, like, really sucks. like... That just becomes awkward because yeah. you also aren't really supposed to be on your back for too long. Right. Once you like hit about like mid second trimester, like you're doggy supposed- style or sideways. Yeah, si- yeah especially sideways. like side- okay. side- that's good. That one was really good. I obviously me on top. Like, wait, wait, could you do doggy style? Because what does doggy style feel like when you have like a baby stomach? So okay, because I feel like that would be yeah. So uh-huh. that was definitely like an earlier not. I know right. Um, not <laughs> as much like as. As I got bigger, yeah. got there was like less and less. Yeah, that yeah, you could that like, makes sense. You know, it's like a, a narrowing yeah, funnel. Exactly. Um, and then I would say like the last few weeks, I was just so big and it was so hard. I was way overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, that then we that's when we just kind of started going back to some of those, you know, some of those early. Uh, I don't know what would you call it. What what is the phrasing I'm T- looking for? Touches, touches, yeah, early touches, right? Like I think we call it first off. base, second base, third base. <laughs> but what is second base? Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like, when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. 
Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, I, I never really, I was never clear on bases because I was like, touch me everywhere. <laughs> um, I think first base is kissing or maybe okay. a boob squeeze. Right. Second base, I think, is hand stuff. Third base is good. Oh, I'm introducing a new phrase. Third base is what I will now be calling good jobs. Good <laughs> Just jobs. to catch on. <laughs> I think it's a genital neutral way of saying we went down on each other, but saying going down on someone like it's just too verbally clunky so i decided that instead of saying like he went down on me or like we gave each other head because i just giving head to me does not like i don't like the phrase that's so i feel like people (laughs) (laughs) i did not mean that (laughs) so i feel like um last monday when i was having my last sex chat at a bar i was talking to susan and we were talking about going down on each other not 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 Susan and I, but just we're talking about people going down on each other. And mm-hmm. I said, we need a gender neutral phrase or like a genital neutral phrase for just a universal going down on thing. And I said, you know, like blow jobs and what good jobs. And then I said, yes, it could be a good job <laughs> for both parties unless it's excellent, in which case it could be an excellent job or a fantastic job. Or so I'm trying to get that. I'm on, on board. I'm on board. Um, we'll, so we we'll hung out in second and third base quite okay. a bit, um, which is. Which is also where we hung out right around four weeks postpartum. Okay. Um, and then we are just now starting to essentially like have sex again. How does that feel in your body? Um, okay, so the first time was really painful. Really? Like you really want it and then you're like, oh my God, this is so painful. Um, I don't want to traumatize anybody. Um, no, you're, you can. I think you can share your experience because not everyone has the same one. But if someone is having um, the same thing, then they can not freak out that they're abnormal. Right. I mean, and that is that is like I I have been like searching for people who tell me like, oh yeah, things weren't super easy afterwards because I'm like, okay, I'm not dying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not gonna be like this forever. Yeah. Um, I much like some people like are in a lot of pain when they lose their virginity and others aren't um, when i lost my virginity very painful mm. um even though i was like super ready mm-hmm. um physically emotionally everything i was like yeah let's do this and then i was just like didn't you try a couple times before you finally got it all the way in yes i'm making hand gestures <laughs> that's cool <laughs> um are you talking about for virginity or the? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, I, I mean both, but like because for virginity. that is accurate both times. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean that was that's the thing is that like I almost feel like having sex postpartum is like losing your virginity again, mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, you you've know. got this. <laughs> like, I just gotta you know find the right position and like I you know, yeah. So were you in charge of postpartum wise now uh-huh. more recently? And I think it actually would be interesting to compare and contrast. Like, were you on top? Were you like guiding him? Was it just like, so a lot of communication? A lot of different positions um, at first because it was just trying to figure out like what was best. Um, and yeah, there was like we just went really, really slow. Yeah, like really slowly. Um, and that first couple of times, we had to kind of revert back to second and third position. Okay. Right? Wait, so when you Couldn't say going finish. really slowly, do you mean like just the tip type very slowly? Like just like... Slowly entering his. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Just to be very clear. Um, yeah. Um, 
And and then a lot of times we would revert back to second and third base because it was just like, okay, so we tried for a little bit. And, uh, you know, and I don't have a partner that's like, well, I feel good. So I'm just going to keep, you know, I just like there. I do know that people are in relationships sometimes where it's just like it's not as much of a priority if both people are feeling comfortable. Um, And if you're in one of those relationships, I think that you should demand your partner (laughs) figure that shit out. I think that there are different levels because, for example, when I was with my ex-master, there were definitely days where I'm like not feeling this butt sex, but I want to see if I can get to the point where I'm feeling it. Oh, see, that's different. some days I would call it. I mean, he, he would do... He would listen to my safe words, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but you've set up a thing where you're like, I'm trying to, which I would say much like losing your virginity, like it's going to be uncomfortable for some people the first few times. Like it just is. And if you just wait for it to not, to like magically be comfortable, like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and can I ask you a question that is sure, like sure. completely out of left field, yeah. but you might actually know the answer. Do you remember? If I was in pain when I lost my virginity. I felt like you did not have a painful losing your virginity. I felt like I was so excited. And I just, you remember I had the giant bruise because I saw you the day after. And I don't know how I got that big bruise on my leg. Yes, I do remember that. Like so accurately. Did I tell you that I like did all the holes that first time? Like was I even open about that then? Do you remember? I don't remember. I mean, I know I I did, but I was just like, did but it's also hard to tell because like over so many years you just learn things about it's like did i like who who knows when i found out about stuff when it's all like mixed up in my head um but i do remember that yeah um i do not feel like you had as painful a time as i I, it definitely was not as painful as yours Um, because i remember yours was like a progression it really hurt like yeah and then it was like and then like one day i was just like oh it doesn't hurt anymore like at all like it was just like and like one like it was just like it hurt less and less and then one day i was just like this doesn't hurt this is great this do you is think amazing it was like brain related at all or do you think it was no, all body it was stuff, de- like, like it was very specific mu- like yeah because okay. like i like i said like emotionally like i was super ready and i was like not to be too well this is definitely wet enough like all those things were totally good to go um Oh, weird oh. lights. But a ghost. <laughs> Maybe there's a ghost that's a very turned ghost. on right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like I just it just physically hurt at mm. first. Um, and then same thing with postpartum. I mean, like really specific. I mean, this is like the least sexy thing ever. Like when you have tears and stuff like that, yeah. like you can feel them whenever you have sex for the first time. Ugh. Um, yeah, it was rough. Um. And then after a while, you're just like, it just doesn't, like, I guess, I guess that healed. <laughs> like, I guess Great. this is doing okay. Um, but, like, I would still say that, like, I'm still at the stage where things are, like, really slow going. Like, I'm not, I would not consider myself, like, actively back in my sex life mm-hmm. right now. Um, because I just have had a slow recovery. Um, I'm really looking forward to being, like, actively back in my okay, sex life. Okay, that was my next question. <laughs> On that note, what are you most looking forward to getting back to? So I am just looking forward to, I don't know, like the rhythm of not having to worry about pain. Do you know what I mean? You're looking forward to the rhythm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Though. Like, yeah. it's like you have to kind of. Where you can just do the stop. thing yeah, without like thinking to... about like, am I about to break myself? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I do like things a little bit rougher and like, I can't really experience that right now. Right. Um, so I guess like those are the things that I'm Will you really talk about the rough to. things explicitly if you feel comfy? 
Um, <laughs> I like that. If you feel comfy. If you feel comfy, tell um, me. I mean, I guess I just like I just like sex a little bit rougher. Um, so do you mean like rougher thrusting? Or yes. Do you mean like hair pulling? Or I do like, like hands on necks a little bit or all of the above but okay. definitely like with thrusting mm-hmm. um and like because i just don't feel like my body is ready yeah. yet for that no, 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 no yeah it sounds like um that. which sucks for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um but so i'm really looking forward like i am super looking forward to getting back to a place where i feel like i can lose myself in that and not have to worry about am I like not letting my body heal yeah. is this going to hurt I like that's the other thing is like I just don't want to have to think anymore is this going to hurt right and I'm just really looking forward to that so when you are I would like to talk now a little bit about your orgasm not that that's the most important thing or the primary thing but because I think it's important for people to hear how different bodies work mm-hmm. When you are in your prime, when you're not recovering, <laughs> when you're not, uh, when your body's not morphed by a baby, what are your orgasms like? Like, how do you come? When are you most likely to come? How long does it take you to get warmed up? Like, what are you, some of your favorite ways of like being touched, or are there different ways that you can come? I, I, yes, there are. My favorite way to come is with him inside me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely preferred. And you can and come just have... from penetration yes. and like thrusting or do you have to have additional stimulation no okay cool um so i really enjoy that um i think like manual stimulation is also really fun but it feels different to me Mm. can you talk Um, about that more yeah it's just it it's a release but it just doesn't feel as intense and i think that all has to do with like a connectedness that Mm -hmm. i feel like um yeah like it does feel a little physically different but i also feel like it just feels like emotionally better to be that connected to another person i I that's what i really love Mm -hmm. um yeah i would say that's like my my preferred orgasm method can you come from being gone down from can you come from a good job or does it take an excellent job (laughs) so i (laughs) that's really funny um so i can but not as often why like what when the moments that you can because i as i'm attempting to explain to new partners just how incredibly sensitive my clitoris is okay so that's exactly like you and i have talked about this a lot um i'm i'm discovering i'm just gonna say this for everyone because maybe it'll help when i'm like hey can you please treat my clit like a tiny penis and give it a blowjob that will get me so close to orgasm so much faster in a way that's not painful because they're not like poking it with their tongue or like when uh, how do I describe this on a podcast like when a tongue is like like moving across my clit like Mm -hmm. in a in a lighter or even medium like tickly way versus like a pressure pushy way I realized recently it feels like a chemical burn like because I was like how do I describe to people how this feels like it feels so sensitive and painful that it's like it feels as if someone is like putting something acidic on my clitoris so interesting yeah um i feel like i'm going to like think about (laughs) um i feel like i don't know that i feel those feelings i just it just feels like it'll feel really good then i'm just like no no no, it's just too much it's just too much so i would say that like that's kind of why like sometimes i'm just like okay let's like back up and 
take a break from that because like it'll feel really good and then it'll just feel like almost mm-hmm. that sounds, that's gonna sound weird almost too good does that make sense it's like, uh, it's I like overwhelming. Breathe. Yeah. Um, like I can't function. And, but also for me, it's in a way when it's that too muchness or it's like not in a way where I'm going to come. It's like just too much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So like, so like. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you were listening to this, you were probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like bone or softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, it's like I can. That has occurred. No, I just... what's your version? I feel like there's something else there. I'm, it's like I'm trying to find the words for it because I enjoy it. I think my partner does a pretty damn good job at it. Mm-hmm. I just, it's my like my favorite way. It's just I just I have a you know, I have yeah, yeah. a preference. And I'm I, just I like... trying to get you to talk about specific details. Like, is there tongue outside? Is there flat tongue on it? Does he also use fingers inside? Is there, I know it's probably different on different days, but like, yeah. what are the parts that are your favorite? Um, I, okay. So I really like anticipation. Mm-hmm. So I like when they're, <sighs> When the spot I want to be touched the most is like, and you like touch everything yeah. around it. Like that's my favorite. So yes. I do feel like this is something that people who go down on female bodied people need to just like get through their brain. Yeah. So like that is something that I would say that my partner is like, I mean, we've been together for quite a while now. So that's something that he knows about me. And like I do really enjoy that. Um, I just really like when that leads to then sex. Do you know mm-hmm. what? Like um, to penetrative sex. Like mm-hmm. that. Like I really enjoy that. Um, I just really like sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the other direction of you giving him a good oh. job? <laughs> I don't know, guys. Is this working? What do you think about good jobs, excellent jobs, fantastic jobs? 
Um, I mean, I'm on board. Well, yeah, I, I like jobs. Okay, so what's your question? What's your favorite thing about blowjobs? How do you, like, do you have any moves that you want to share with the class, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like making somebody that excited. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing. Like, I really like, it's kind of a control thing too, right? Like, you're just like. That's when what a lot giving... of people say, but I did not conceive of it in that way until a lot of people have been like, I like the control. And I'm like, hmm, good point. Like you're definitely like at that point, you like you kind of like take over and like. Unless, of course. That's not always the case, right? So like it... it's a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. Both are true, I feel um... like because I'm like, I'm serving you. I'm pleasuring you, but also like. My teeth are right there. So, like, don't fucking move or make me mad. Yeah. So, I, I definitely do feel like it kind of depends on on the situation, like, the tone of the evening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, like, I enjoy, like, I enjoy doing that. Um, I enjoy that also as, like, a starter. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say that's, like, a, that's like a, a pretty standard starter in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. What about uh, exotic locations? Have you done things in any exotic locations or favorite places that are outside of the bedroom or home? Um, I think the most ex- I don't know if I consider this exotic. Um, the stupidest thing I've done is have sex while driving. Full on sex? Yes. What? That was stupid. Wait, how do I not know this, or did I just I forget? You did know I this. might have just forgotten. My that brain was stupid. What? Wait, were you driving or was no? That would have been really hard. I know. That's physically. what I was trying to. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So were you. I just climbed on top. Um... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Warning to everyone. Very unsafe. Don't very do unsafe. it. It was a one time thing. It will never happen again. You almost crashed and died. And that's why you learned you your lesson. Off the road. Um, yeah. Uh... Did you really drive off the road? Oh, like on purpose. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, got it. Yes. Don't go try that at home, but also that's kind of a good story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, just, ah, uh, just to be dumb and in lust. Can you tell us a little bit about, are there any fantasies you have that have never been played out or fantasies you've had that have been played out or anything? Is there anything that you've wanted to do and not done? I'm just, I really want to have sex in the confessional booth. <sighs> Oh my god, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that's a pretty common that's, fantasy, right? That's a good fantasy. Um, and especially after Fleabag. I mean, just... Yeah, well, and here's the thing. Died. I have felt that oh. way since I was like in sixth grade, seventh yeah. grade. Um, have not done that yet. Um, <laughs> my partner has a lot more hang-ups about church than I do. Oh, really? <laughs> um, like, he's a lot more nervous about like um getting in trouble in church he okay. was raised in a different religion than me than i was um so like i'm like whatever like it'll be fine about Catholic everything yeah. yeah and um like going in places taking pictures but like, whatever like i'm a lot more like whatever about it although i did get really nervous a couple of times um when i was uh doing some like filming stuff in there that i was like but that was more like i was nervous because i was just like i hope i don't get kicked out because then this is gonna mess up my shoot like so like that was when Mm -hmm, i was nervous mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. 
like on a regular basis. Wasn't or I there for that? Like, yeah. wasn't I filming? <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, but like in terms of just like exploring the church and like going in all sorts of nooks and crannies or whatever of the place, like I feel really comfortable doing that. Um, when did that sort of like, to me, it sounds like a taboo curiosity turn mm-hmm. on start for you. Do you remember how old you were? Hmm. And also, have you ever masturbated at church? No, I haven't. Um, when? Because that I... seems like something really easy to do in a confessional booth, <laughs> like during a confession. <laughs> police officers waiting outside. Um, just be quiet. So... <laughs> the father is just like you're breathing quite heavily. You're like I'm very nervous about this confession. <laughs> um... What if then you confessed it? Okay, I'm. Just... I don't know what the rules are on that. I could, imagine the Catholic wait, Church is pretty lax on those sorts of rules. Could you imagine if you're like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, and you're like saying your sins and masturbating, and then like see, I at feel the like end, I'd get in trouble because you know. No, at the very end, I mean, because they, how much can they see you? Well, if you don't do face to face, they can't see you very well at all. Well, then, and what if at the very end you were like, and I masturbated in the <laughs> confessional booth? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want. I just, there's always, like, old priests. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, totally, my, totally. You know, I just don't think I could do it. Um, but there wasn't, you know, flea bag priests there. I was going to um, say, that's exactly what I was going to say. So, let's see. But then also, like, I, but, okay, I, maybe I'm, like, really hung up on that. I would consider that cheating. Masturbating? On my party partner masturbating in the presence of somebody else but they're not looking at you oh no see that would be like oh that's really interesting, interesting. like see, even if they don't know that yes because you're, you're like involving somebody else in your sex life that's not your partner oh. and like especially if they're part of the turn on no that would be like well that's... it sounds like they wouldn't be based on what you <laughs> <Yeah>. described <laughs> But do you know but what I see I mean? what you're saying. I see like, what you're saying. For me, that's like, like what it would if have to include partner my partner was dressed up as a priest in a Honestly, confession. That would, that would be fine. That would like I'd be into that. Sure. Yeah, but then you'd just be fucking and not masturbating. It's true. It's true. I mean, it'd be stages. That's um, true. Yeah. So, so it can be excommunicated after this. <laughs> and then on that note, will you tell us a little bit about your masturbation habits? Do you masturbate when you have a partner, or do you just like are you? Do you have such an active sex life that you're usually just, like, doing stuff together? I mean, I have masturbated. I would say... Okay, so I was in a long-distance relationship, so obviously I did a lot more mm-hmm. then. Um, did you guys do phone sex or anything like that? Like, were you talking to each other while touching yes. yourselves? Yeah. Your respective selves? Yeah. Yeah. Will you just tell us, like, what it... You know, was it at a certain time of day, and did you have... Like, how would you get into it for people that maybe haven't done any sort of long distance sharing with partners in Um, that way? So now that we've removed a key. So I would say in terms of masturbation, it generally happened in the evenings, right? Um, Like when you're going to sleep or whatever. I also, this is, this might be weird. Maybe you and I have already talked about this. I don't know. But if I had really bad cramps, like a real quick masturbation always helped a little bit. Oh yeah, I yeah, definitely like it's like almost more of like a, but like like to me that almost doesn't even feel particularly sexual. It's, it's more like, like a, it just feels. It's like just taking you an feel, Advil. Yeah, 
because it just feels a little better for a second. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was in, I was in Peru, I was having a really hard, like this was when I was curled up on the floor in a ball crying and it was, first it was right before the election and then it was right after the election. And one of those times I was on my period and it was like right, I don't know, was this right before? This was right before I hiked Machu Picchu, oh too, God. and I was just, like, having the worst time. And I remember having, like, the worst cramps ever because I didn't used to have cramps. And I remember texting you and feeling so far away from everyone. And you were just like, I know this is a weird thing to say, but you have to touch yourself. Because <laughs> I was having such bad cramps and was feeling so sad. And I was like, I'm so out of touch with my body. And you were like, just see if you can do it. <laughs> I was like, okay. That sounds like something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and it was just the weirdest. But it because it did, it felt like a job job. It does not, not like no. it, it. It's weird. It's like doesn't feel particularly sexual. Yeah, it's a different sort of arousal. It's like I can still have the orgasm, but it's not like mm, yeah, it's just exactly. Like, okay. Yeah, it's not indulgent. Get get out of <laughs> get out of here, cramps. Yeah, <laughs> this is necessary. <laughs> oh, I always ask people how they feel about butt stuff and what their experience with it is. Um, so my experience is a lot of trying and it's pretty painful. Yeah. Um, but still open, still trying. Have you ever done like fingers or anything yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, that's okay. okay. That's fine. Okay. okay. Um, but just like, is full anal a phrase? I don't know, but we can make it a phrase. Right. I understand that a you. Thing? Um, is difficult for me. Yeah. Um, but it's talked about a lot. Like it's definitely yeah. like, cause we, we both do a lot of talking, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So oh, will you share a little bit about your talking? Sure. Um, I mean, like I was definitely, like, I am somebody who really likes dirty talk mm-hmm. and I like initiated a lot of dirty talk, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I definitely remember being in college and like hearing you talk about it and just not having any concept of like how to come up with those things. How did you come up with those things? Well, first of all, I read a lot of scandalous mm-hmm. books um, when I was really, like, quite young. Like, I had... I z- wish I had. Like, I had negative zero sex life in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I just... It just was not going to happen for yeah. me, unfortunately. Um not unfortunately. Maybe I would have had really bad experiences. I'm really ha- happy with the way things turned yeah, out. So, but I did read a lot of great books. Um, mm-hmm. um, well-written books, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sexy so things can be well-written. That's guys. exactly right. Um, I remember the first like BDSM book I read was called Story of O. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the first erotic novels written. It was a little novella. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of my introduction to, okay, that's not true. Let me back up. Wait, because, like, the part where she gets the thing, like, clamped onto her labia, like, I had to reread that section. So, did I ever tell you this when I finally read Story of O? And we get to that part. I have passed it out to a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, including myself. But I don't know if I told you the first time I was reading the part where they clamp the whatever the fuck it is. Chain. It's like a heavy chain. Like, they describe it. They clamp it onto her lady or maybe it's like a piercing, but it like goes through or it's like heavy and hangs down. I was high the first time I read it. (laughs) And I remember like reading it and being like, I must be too high. I don't understand. (laughs) And then like rereading it again. And I was like, 
nope, I, I'll try again tomorrow. And then the next day being not high, read it again. I was like, just as confusing. Oh, okay. This is really what it, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, just imagine I was reading that when yeah, I still, zero experience. when I had zero experience and still thought, how do people not just kiss and have sex? Well, and I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to know how you conceptualized a master-slave relationship because I read I that was, like, book. super sexy. You did? Yeah. So just like from the get-go. Yeah. I was just like, this is so and that's why I was just like, I've got to pass this book out to everybody. I People mean, are really missing out. It's a powerful um, book. I read it when my ex-master and I, after we had broken up the first time. So this was July of last year, a little over a year ago. And it was 100% the reason that I was like, please come back. Yeah, I was 15. And <laughs> I not kissed anybody. <laughs> um, and then, okay, but let's, let, I should back up and say that my first introduction to like BDSM stuff, I once again threw... I hesitate to call this literature was <laughs> through fan fiction online, mm-hmm. like in junior high. So that's what, like, so like, what kind of fan fiction? <laughs> like it's such a giveaway, right? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not gonna okay. say, but I read <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> and <laughs> the nerdiest of kinds. Just like if there is something like. Sci-fi in nature. I was going to say, can we say that it's science fiction? <laughs> sci-fi in nature. Um, <laughs> and they had a lot of that. And I learned very quickly because they rated them, right? Mm-hmm. Like our, I learned very quickly that the NC-17 ones were the, the coolest mm-hmm. ones, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my first introduction. And then I came across, and then I was like looking up something online and I found out about Storybook. And like, they didn't have it at the, my hometown bookstore so i had to go to the front desk mine just is like before amazon so i had to like go to the front desk and have it ordered and like so they ordered it and then like on a day that i was like seeing friends for a movie like i went into the bookstore and picked it up wow yeah it was like a whole sneaking process oh yeah because like I had never been told no for a book, but I really didn't want my mom to know about this. I mean, that's the type of thing that just... Because there's like, it wasn't like secretly, like, so there were other books I picked up called the Kashil, Kashil's Chosen, Kashil's Dart, like things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really liked those. I need to read the sequel. Yeah, so good, right? (laughs) So like those ones like were definitely very um, formative for me. Mm -hmm. But like those ones you could definitely get away with like if your parents weren't paying too close attention, right? Because it's like, I'm getting this adventure novel that's the cover just like about a lot a of prostitute and like whatever but it's like a religious thing so it's fine she's trained um, it's an art yeah exactly yeah. um but you know like you like your mom's not gonna look at that and be like wait a second what yeah. is that um story of o was just like you know a yeah, white yeah, yeah. blank page that said story of o and yeah. then the back was just like eroticism yeah. <laughs> um so so, I, so those books also were, like, really big. And actually, this is one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories. I read those books in high school. I left them in my room when oh I went gosh. off to college. Um, you know, like, hidden in my closet. Was never expecting anybody to go into my closet. Um, my mom was, like, oh cleaning God. stuff out to paint the oh rooms. And she found one of the books. And she read them. Read one of them. And she called me. And she said... I read that book you have, and it was very well written. But I just want you to know that this is not what love is. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks, bye. So she was very concerned about 
the influence oh the book had on me. Wow. So anyway. what was the transition from reading these books and consuming that kind of like language. information yeah. language to using it with another person? Like, do you remember the feelings that you had when you oh, were like super exciting? Like I loved like that. Like I loved those conversations. Yeah. Um, uh, I definitely feel like the first. So I started like dirty talking before I um, yeah. was like very like sexually active. Um, like almost like as a precursor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely feel like um I feel like that was something I was like good at, right? Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm good at this. Um, I felt very confident in that area. Which is fucking amazing. Because um, I didn't learn to do it until like two years ago. I just should have read more. Fan I, should, I really should have. <laughs> I mean, I really have not read that much erotic literature. And that is yeah. something I aspire to do more of. When this podcast is uh, basically my full-time job, yeah. I want to make that one of the things. So, yeah. I mean, okay, so flash forward to now, my mom has really been encouraging me to write an erotic novel. She'll call and be like, you need to write some smut. <laughs> um, she feels like this will give me more freedom to pursue others. She's like, yeah, you can write whatever you want afterwards. <laughs> I you mean, know? erotic. She's not wrong. Here's the thing. And I've thought about this too. Science fiction and erotic fiction are the number one self-publishing sellers on Amazon. I mean, so like, to consider. you know, so she's really pushing that and she'll say things like, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. It wasn't even well written. <laughs> it's a phrase that's used a lot in the house. Uh, it wasn't even well written. You could do this. You oh should do this. like just like very like it'd be so easy. Just write yourself an erotic <laughs> novel. Right. Um, yeah. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would it be? Hmm. I would maybe tell like 15 or 16 year old me that it's okay if you're not one of the first people to experiment. It's oh, like it doesn't mean that you're not attractive it doesn't mean that um you're not gonna have a good sex life because i think that's something that i was definitely just like look i, I want to be doing this stuff there was nobody that i was that i there was I'm, nobody that could remotely have kept up with you in terms of like maturity and <laughs> well, I just, ability like, to meet you, know, you. i just didn't i wasn't like particularly attracted to anybody that would have been available to me you had crushes on sean connery and harrison ford when we were 16 well and um eric banna oh yeah of course (laughs) we can't forget him i don't like his ears (laughs) so which i shouldn't make fun because i have stick outy ears well i didn't mind them at all and i I like yours too so we're good to go um i really liked him um and clive owen um so i would just tell that person that I don't know. I guess I'm kind of stumbling over like my because it's not like I have advice like it. Don't worry, it gets better because I didn't feel that way. Like I like as soon as I started having a sex life, I enjoyed it. I was gonna um, say if I could go back and talk to sixteen year old you, but like as a now, not as six year old mm-hmm. me, I'd be like, "You're gonna have some fucking awesome sex. <laughs> go you. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing." Yeah, like I guess I would just say like it's fine. It's fine, right? Because I do remember kind of that feeling of embarrassment that like I hadn't kissed anybody yeah. and, like right like because people would talk about like oh my first kiss at 11 or whatever and like I even had a 
friend who like was much more experienced than me that made a comment about how like oh my god like blah 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 like named some person that was my younger than me is like going to like be making out with people before you've even kissed somebody oh, right like oh. which was like such a like a mean thing to say yeah. which is like what like i'm sure the person didn't mean to be mean you know kids well. say i i say stupid shit too. like i'm sure i said stupid shit at that age too and i just remember though like it was just like kind of like an embarrassment i guess i would just tell my tell my younger self like that's nothing to be embarrassed about and you're gonna think it's funny when you're older yeah. so like calm down just wait it's going going to be great yeah. <laughs> yes so lastly oh, i don't know if this question makes sense for you we'll figure it out together is there a sex question you want to ask me i feel like mine though it's like it's more of a relationship question so like that's not really what this is about try it we'll see we can okay. ask, we can figure it out um like so you've had a lot of really good sex and you had a lot of really different types of sex what does your like ideal long term sex life look like for you? Ah! I know. <laughs> like, it's a great question. I'm in a place right now where, for the first time in over a year, I have had sex with a new partner, and yeah. it was great. And I'm. I don't want to talk about it. That's okay. I guess I am dating other people as well. And I've been very honest with all of them about that. And I'm also just experiencing a lot of terror around sex and Mm -hmm. around communication. And I just have this belief that I will never find somebody who wants to touch me as much as I want to be touched. And I think the thing with my ex-master was... Partly because of the length of our sessions and partly, and and maybe some of it was like, he was a pervert, but like he was my pervert. Like he was, <laughs> we were the same type of pervert, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. So he wanted to touch me as much as I wanted to be touched. But even with him, I would check in with him constantly. The first three to six months, I was like, are you doing this just for me? Or do you, are you, you want to touch me this much? Like you want to, because he would go back and forth between like, touching me all over while he inspected me like just like fingering me a little bit in both holes but like everything and then like you know forcing me to worship him a little bit and then Mm -hmm. going back and forth and then like fucking me a little bit and then going back to fucking my mouth and then like going back to touching me and grabbing me and putting me in all these different places and positions in this really long drawn out way that didn't feel like it was goal oriented and so that's like what let my brain calm down enough it's and so it's like i have this weird thing i don't actually think it's that weird Mm -hmm. it's a very obvious thing where if i think you're just trying to like check the boxes to eventually get me aroused enough to come my brain's gonna latch onto that and just Mm. be like oh you're not having like you're you're playing with me and like it's not that you're not having fun but it's like not the depth of like right will that make any sense No, no no i'm on board so i i want sex that includes a lot of slowness and it's not that I don't want to orgasm it's that like I need to get tricked into orgasm like I need someone who can just touch me so much and with my ex-master he would forbid me from coming and I fucking loved that but then he would also you know it doesn't work for someone to orgasm deny you if they're not doing anything 
to make you feel right. denied. Like if they're like barely touching you or they touch you for five minutes and they're done and they're like, don't come. You're like, don't worry. Wasn't gonna <laughs> like, thanks. You know, that's not, that doesn't. So I think long term, I am in this place where I'm like, well, I'm going to be alone forever. And like, I've also shared that with a couple of my partners and like, like I think I shared it with my I think I shared it with my partner right before we then had sex because we had like a conversation about like where we were and what we wanted and are we mm-hmm. kind of on the same page and then decided to have sex. And that was very sweet and and very delightful because then we ended up uh, not on purpose, but we did come at the same time from penetration, which doesn't happen. To- so I got tricked into it and that was great <laughs> and very surprising and very wonderful. And it was because we'd been fooling around for a while, but it's also just like. Yeah, I guess I really, if I could sum it up, I want slowness. Mm-hmm. I think I want some kink in there. I don't know for sure, but I do also like getting slapped. Like yeah. that was one of the things because I did meet someone who gave me some slaps and and I realized I'd missed it because it'd been yeah. over two months since I'd had any sort of uh, impact play. So I don't know. That's my very terrified kind of answer. <laughs> okay. Medusa, thank you so much for being on this thank show. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Me. Lovely humans, thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcasts, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. <laughs> I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 